Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. This week, me, Leslie, and Tanisha, we dive into our palettes. We talk about the evolution of our palettes, what's changed, and why. We also give some great tips on how to evolve your own palette. I promise you, you will not drink wine the same after this conversation. Cheers. Hey, Sarita. Hey, Leslie. How are you? I am good. I wanted to tell you earlier, I really like your braids. They look nice. Thank you very much. Oh, Tanisha's yes. here. Ah, soon to be birthday person. Yes, y'all both have birthdays coming up. Soon to be. Tanisha's birthday is the same day as my dad. How nice. Tanisha, how are you? Girl, <laughs> it took everything in my soul to get up. Oh, we appreciate it's not you. even that late it's 11 but like i'm struggling no no i get it i get it um and 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 more kudos to you because so i just came back from cancun right oh Wait, first, that's what the brain's doing okay yeah that's why, that's the brain why i have the brain yes. <laughs> but um we had i've waited to the very last moment to get flights because they were so expensive and I was like, Cancun, not even that far. This is crazy. <laughs> anyway, um, so, but the flights were so inconvenient. The first one, y'all, a 6.20 a.m. flight at Dallas. Never again. Oh, you just got to gotta sleep there. Like, you just have to sleep Never there. again. Like, I can't. Mm-mm. So, and God, the, the Uber picked us up at like, what, four? Oh, it was just. The day before. Yeah, <laughs> the drive was like forty five minutes. I was like, "Dallas is that far?" My, God. and that was no traffic. So, and that was no traffic. It was this go. Yeah, it'd be like two thousand people on the yeah. same one foot stretch of highway. Yeah, it was. Um, so just setting my alarm to get up at like three o'clock. When you do that for us, listen, girl, we praise you. But three o'clock, girl, I would have just had to stay up. Like that Mm-mm. is that's an all nighter situation. You do those. I at least have to sleep sometime. Me too. And I would have just slept on a plane. Like that's how I'll play that. One. Let me tell you, when I got on that plane, I fell asleep as soon as we hit the seat. And I don't remember waking up until we were landing. And I that's how tired I was. I was like, man, I'm best. Mean, Exhausted. It's like you don't remember takeoff, that little nope. seatbelt announcement. You nope. ain't seen none of that. Right. None of it. None of when it. You talk about the exit aisles, you're like, nope, I'm asleep. I'm <laughs> but it was it was great. I haven't been to a proper beach in a very long time. Okay. So it was, it was it was very nice. Very nice. It was great. Um, here's great. one travel lesson that I learned. Okay. Uh-oh. On the way back, we had a very long um layover in Miami. Again, these flights were not convenient at all. Very long flight. I'm talking three hours, right? So we're in Miami for three hours. But then, I mean, we still go to the gate that the app says, okay? I had the boarding passes on the app. I'm following the app. And, you know, (laughs) two hours in, like, I'm (laughs) two hours in. I'm comfortable. I didn't turn. We have proper Wi-Fi because we're back in the States. I'm watching TV. I'm doing things. I'm chatting with folks on WhatsApp. I'm doing all of these things. And Alan was like, it's nobody at this at this gate. I was like, oh, no. 
So, of course, this is like we don't realize this or we don't, don't say anything to each other until like it's time to board. And Miami is a big ass airport. I've never mm-hmm. been there. So I was like, oh, no. So anyway, um, I run to, you know, the electronic board that has the gates and stuff. I was like, fuck, they changed the gate. So we're at like D16 and we have to run to D45. At least it was on the same, you know, same letter. Because right, it could easily but, be like, um, the new gate yeah. is H56. Exactly. Right. Yeah. I got my- so right. as we were walking up, I mean, we, I mean, y'all, we were way in the back anyway. So um, we were like group nine. So they had just called it. So we were like, made it, made it, made it. So um, travel tip, if you have a long layover, um, just check the board. You know, the gates Every are time. going to change. They're going to change. Yeah, I don't even use the apps anymore with like, I'll just use the app just to have my ticket on it. But mm-hmm. like, I always check the um thing because the gate yeah. be changing too much. And especially yeah. since I be taking these little cheapy, cheap airlines yeah. around Europe. Yeah. yeah. So you, um, you missed my story about flying, um, spirit for the first time. Oh, I mean, you don't have to retell that. That might be traumatic. You, I mean, it okay. wasn't it wasn't bad. I didn't have any trauma stories or anything, but we were just on a very, very long flight with no Wi-Fi. So it was um, and the seats are uncomfortable. Other than that, you know, airplane so. seats just aren't comfortable to me. Like, period. Yeah. I'd much rather take the train. But train seats, seats are very comfortable. Me. Leslie, I know you like the train. I like the train. I mean, oh, the one. OK, well, first class is always very comfortable. And um, Southwest. Their seats are comfortable. Oh, really? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've noticed because I, I'm so annoyed with the whole procedure of boarding on Southwest that I'm already turned off. So, okay. Got it. How was, did y'all celebrate Halloween? Is that a thing for y'all? I don't necessarily say I celebrated it, if that's the <laughs> word. Um, I, but I did go to a Halloween um gathering and I wore a costume. What what costume did you wear? I was a skeleton. Okay. I had a skeleton bodysuit. And of course it was my time to be extra and I had a um frosted pink wig on. Wow. Where are the pictures? I didn't see a thing on Instagram. I I put I well because I put it on Facebook. I'll say <laughs> Uh, Tanisha, I know how Paris does uh, ha- Halloween. I've been there with you on Halloween. Yeah. What did you do? But you know, I don't celebrate Halloween. I know most of it. Well, yeah. So, did you do anything? Not one thing. I mean, mm. I was out with friends, like having dinner, but like it had nothing to do with Halloween. It just had to do with it was a day that I had to eat food. Like that was it. Got it. <laughs> Got so it. it was a day that ended in Y, basically. Wow. Yeah, that sounds like, like a normal day. Right. I needed to eat and I was like, you know what? A glass of wine would be delicious. <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do. <laughs> what about you, Sarita? Um, no, I was so beat from um the flights and everything because I just we just got back on Sunday. So Monday, uh, I mean yesterday I didn't work or anything. Um, yeah, so I was chilling for most of the day. Um and also we don't have like a whole lot of kids in this neighborhood. So, but just in case kids want to walk by here and ring doorbells and shit. So we, we had our lights out. So no, we don't do that. 
<laughs> say, he was giving out candy he was just like no the no. lights were not on if if it was a kid it, like if it, if it were kids that we knew in the neighborhood my neighbor did something really cool last year they just put out a big tupperware thing and put bags of candy out there and said take one i think if anything we would do that but no. Okay, so two kids can come by and take all of it. Well, right, right. <laughs> That's what I was going to exactly. say. The big kids always take all the candy. Yeah. The yeah, first two kids be true. like, well, I'm going to take 15. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> um, A few things before we get to our topic of the day. Um, Oh, there is a new show on Netflix called Drink Masters. And there are two black women who are from dc that are participating in the show um i think i saw a spoiler i'm not gonna share that but um it's a really cool show just think chopped but for drinks and it's yeah awesome. i know i know capri oh uh, you know capri yeah she mm-hmm. she's and everywhere. i know natalie oh yeah i figured you would know both of them and you know a third one on there too she's not from dc but i what's her name? um beautiful beautiful boo yeah natalie that's, yeah. That's oh, beautiful. that's Natalie. Okay. Oh, so you don't know the yeah, other girl, know, LP? I don't. I've just heard of her. Okay. Yeah, because you introduced me to um, Beautiful Blues, Natalie. Yeah. So. Um, but it's a it's a really then, cool show. And then I know Tiffany, who was one of the guest judges um, on one of the episodes. Okay. I don't know how far you've gotten. Okay. Did you watch it already? No. Okay. Got it. I just finished The Watcher and I like had to hurry up oh, and finish that because that I was am, stressing me out. Yeah, that yeah, that definitely stressed me out. I um I'm only on episode three. So Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't function. I kept thinking about it, so I just had to hurry up and watch all of it. No, I get well see that's that's how I was with from scratch, y'all. Nope. No, y'all too many people told me that oh, I don't have issues on this planet. That. of course i cr- I cried like a crazy person i would yeah. i mean i don't have enough tissues for that i'm not doing it i mean and yeah like i'm not even like that like an emotional person but and i'm a god. super crier so like i cannot my god no the this the way i cried probably is how this is us made me feel is this but much worse it was much worse with this show also my. haven't watched that show. yeah yeah it's Oh my goodness! I mean, every time when you think you got it together, the next thing you know, mm-hmm. like you start crying again. Oh and my, my God. and my friend who told me to watch it, I was like, "Why did you tell me to watch this show?" <laughs> oh my gosh! It was it's it's yeah, but it's a beautiful story. But y'all, yeah, it pulls at your heartstrings the entire time. And I already took it off my. I took it out my queue. I'm like, oh, <laughs> uh-uh. And then one know. girl. One girl said, first of all, she posted on her Insta stories while crying about this show and said, I'm about to read the book. I'm, I got to read the book. No, you don't. Stop. Turn to close the book. No, it's girl, too you much. Know the story. You know, like, what you are you doing? It's going to be worse. Exactly. Be worse. Yeah. 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 It's like, you no. got to love yourself more than that, sis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I know I've talked about this show before but love is blind is back and wow wow every time that you think remember leslie i told you about this show when people talk through the wall yeah yeah 
Yes. Yeah. Every time I think they're not going to top that previous season, I keep watching. I'm like, yep, yep. Here we go. Here it is. But um, it's good. It's good this season. It's crazy. Well, okay. So since we're speaking about crazy matchmaking shows, have you watched um, Married at First Sight? I have not. People keep telling me to watch it. But I feel like I'm just so far behind. Well, the the good thing is, is like each season stands on its own. It's not oh, like they okay. do all of them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like Love is Blind. There's always a new cast there. Gotcha. So, okay. Um, so they just wrapped up their season and they're going to do like the, um, the cast recapped or what have you. And okay. So all of the foolishness that you're like, I knew he shouldn't have been with her. You yeah. like you find out all stuff. Yeah. yeah. Married at first sight seems very similar to Love is Blind. The concept of not seeing the person before you marry them. That's it, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And, but you know what I don't understand with this show is, and I'm sorry, I'm seriously digressing. Um, like they're only together for eight weeks and then they decide do they stay married because they really, really did get married, or do they get a divorce? And they're sitting there like, but they have to stay. They have to. They have to get married, and they have to stay together for eight weeks. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, and so at the end of the eight weeks, you know, they're like, "Oh, I don't know if I love this person or what have you." And I'm just thinking, I've dated somebody for eight weeks, and at the end <laughs> of eight weeks, I'm still like, I don't even know if I like this Negro. You know what I mean? <laughs> Much less. Who I am in love, but they're disappointed if somebody doesn't say I love you. I, I just don't understand that. Girl. Yeah. These shows are wild. These shows are wild. And so just imagine on Love is Blind, you get to know this person. I know how long they talk in the pods, I'm not sure. But that you talk to this person without seeing them through this wall or whatever. Um, you get to a place where you fall in love with them and you ask them to marry you. And then you go on you then you meet okay um you meet initially and then you go on this like a fake ass little honeymoon and I, I think that's probably a weekend but then I think you have four weeks to go meet meet each other's family tell them you're gonna get married and then decide I think at that point you have to show up for the wedding you have to buy the dress and pick your bridesmaids and do all those things but when you're at the altar, you can say yes or no. Now, some people don't make it to the altar because I've seen some people leave the honeymoon. Like, I already know this is not going to work out. This is not, I can't, the person I'm seeing is not the person that I felt, you know, in the pod when I didn't see them. So, but it's, it's very interesting. Okay. That is crazier than love is born. <laughs> it is Married. crazy. It is. That is crazier. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's just us today. I thought it would be fun to dig deeper into a topic that Leslie brought up in our last episode about palettes. Leslie, really quick, can you tell Tanisha what we talked to Nadine about last week? Most certainly. So Tanisha, I kind of had my butt on my back because I had done a wine festival And I was annoyed by the people who came up and said that they only drink sweet wine. And um, 
I had called Sarita and I said, I think it's just us. I think we are the minority and not the majority of people. And so on our last podcast, we had the discussion with um, Nadine and we kind of agreed that, um, well, we did agree that it's nothing wrong really with enjoying a sweeter wine. It's more of exclusively excluding other styles of wine and not being open to um, different styles of winemaking. And so that's where we had ended this barroom discussion. Thank you for the recap. Yeah. You're welcome. No problem. And so I felt like we could dig deeper into the whole palate conversation. So if you don't know and you're listening, the definition of a palate is a person's appreciation of taste and flavor, especially when sophisticated and discriminating. <laughs> so um, how you like things, what you like, that's your palate. And I think it's really interesting that if you come from a different region, your palate can com- be completely different. And like, for instance, when I was in Cancun, um, there was a breakfast buffet and they had um, pastries and um, they had chocolate donuts and a chocolate fountain. So I dipped one of the, it was almost like a churro. I dipped a churro in the chocolate fountain and I was at the table and I was eating it. I was like, oh man, this chocolate is not as sweet as ours. It's really good. I have an appreciation for that, but I could see somebody else saying, oh, I don't like this chocolate. It ain't sweet enough. It don't taste like, you know, it don't taste like our chocolate. But um, Tanisha, I wanted to ask you, has your palate changed living in Europe? Yes. Yes, it has. Um, Because I'm exposed to different flavors um, and different aromas and things like that. So I can note those when I um, taste them and smell them. Um, Because I think a lot of your taste and your smell is what you are around. Like you can't pick out really notes of things that you haven't been exposed to and exposed to like a lot. So um, with me tasting different things, like I eat different foods, have different spices and stuff like that. Yeah, my palate just changed. Got you. Is there something that you, when you come back to, when you go back home to Chicago, is there something like you don't appreciate anymore or you don't like anymore or something like too sweet or too salty? Um, a lot of stuff is too sweet, um, mm. which is so bizarre. Just like regular basic stuff, like the ketchup tastes different. Uh. Um, little stuff like that. But then it is stuff like I do miss those flavors. I look at it more as like a nostalgic thing um, and don't have it a lot, if that makes sense. Gotcha. It's like those flavors are different. Ketchup is something that I think of immediately. Spaghetti sauce sometimes too. America think- has sugar in a lot of stuff that I didn't know they hid sugar in. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Our palates are just are lean. Well, they lean on the sweeter side because that's how a lot of our preservatives. Mm-hmm. Yep. Did you guys notice during COVID that your senses were heightened? Yeah. For me, yes, absolutely. I don't know why, but I noticed like, like Spider Man, like what happened? <laughs> I, I like I I was more in tune of what I was smelling than before, and I don't know if it was one because you know at one time there really wasn't a lot of pollution in the air, so things like that didn't um, 
fog your senses. I'm not sure what it was, but it at one point it just seemed like like I could smell more different aromas and um and maybe because I was cooking more for myself, I'm not sure, but I did feel like, oh, I've never smelled that or you know, taking a walk, I'm like, oh, I've never picked up this um you know, I didn't realize this is what clove smells like, that type of thing. I also I feel like for me, it was time. I had time to do things slower. I wasn't rushing through a pro the process of like making dinner or, you know, outside. I, I noticed a lot of things. I just had time. Yeah, that part. Have you guys been to the Coca-Cola Museum in Atlanta? No. I have not. And I have heard about yeah. that whole story process. So it's really, it's a really cool museum, but the best part is at the very end of the museum, they have sodas, they have Coca-Cola products from all over the world. So you just walk around with a little cup and you taste all of these sodas um, from different countries. Some of them are great and some of them are God awful, but it's just interesting. Like I said, depending depending on the region, like your palate can be like completely different. It's a really cool place to visit. I can see that. I mean, I can yeah. see everything you say, like your pilot being different and then also being a cool place to visit. There is a fun Wine Folly article titled The Evolution of Your Wine Palette. Funny, but true. So it just has this chart. You know, Wine Folly is big into pictures. So it's a big circle <clears throat> and it's different shapes. And at the top is sweet wine. And then it's fruit for wine. Then it's bold wine, then it's elegant wine, sparkling wine, natural wine, <laughs> and then the last one is no wine. So if you um, read the article, it's really interesting, the different stages of your palate and what you start to uh, crave and whatnot. Is it a quiz or it's just? No, it's like an article and they break down each stage. Oh, okay. Yep. So have you, um, I know we've all like taught different types of wine tasting classes or what have you. And people will say, well, you know, I have this wine, whatever it is. And of course, like it's some obscure thing. You have no idea what it is. And, and they ask you to, um, to recommend something similar. So then you, you kind of profile them by their palate. I just think it's interesting how just those few questions are, um, very insightful in recommending, oh, you might want to consider this type of wine or, or people who, again, exclusively say, no, I don't drink red wine. And then you say, oh, well, you really could have it. It's just, you know, it's something different that people become open to or not open to because of those questions. Do you have the quiz on your wine club so people can take the um take that quiz yeah. and you can okay. Mm -hmm. And so you take those results and you pick their wines? Yeah, so when they immediately after they take the quiz, they get their results and the recommendation of the different wines that they should have that would fit their palate. Has your palate in food changed along with your palate in wine? Yes. Huh, how so? Um well I I was a big salt person. 
and I'm not, um, I don't crave salty foods like I used to. It's funny you mentioned that salt specifically, because I, I would say that that's mine too. I crave salty foods, but don't use as much salt when I like cook or usually eat but I do like food to have saltier flavor well it might not even be food snacks my snacks need to be salty as opposed to savory so salty chips salty popcorn yes interesting I um as far as like sugar I've never been a sugar person so I've never needed anything to be sweetened I think that was just how it was raised we couldn't um my mother she didn't let us use a lot of sugar so I think that was that that part but as far as the salt, yes, um, I'm definitely slowing um, down on things that are salty, um, especially when eating out at not great places. Um, and honestly, my system doesn't react the same to those things either. So I was going to say, I wondered too, is it um, an age thing as well right. as we get older, mm -hmm. like, we like that less? Um, as far as sugar, I'd like sweet things like dessert. Like I'm fine with sweet dessert, like cake, cookies, that kind of thing. Tarts, pies, you know, I can continue. Um, but not like sneaky sugar, like just randomly in things. Like that corn syrup that they put in everything. No, I'm not okay with that. But yeah, like my snacks don't have to be sweet all the time. I do still have that thing of like, oh, let me get a little something, you know, a little piece of something looks sweet after dinner and, and when I say sweet it then you have to be super sweet but like a piece of chocolate or you know like it could be yogurt which, mm -hmm. or fruit like I throw a little a honey and um they have uh fromage blanc here which is similar in like consistency to yogurt but it's not quite yogurt it's more like maybe greek yogurt but still not like that and I'll just put some honey in and then have that. And like, that's fine. I don't know what this says about me, but sometimes I can just have like a cup of coffee and I'm good. Mm -hmm. okay. If I do like a Starbucks coffee, like if they do the syrups, oh my goodness, my teeth about to fall out. Like, oh. I feel like it's so sweet. Yeah. If I'm like, oh, let me get a vanilla latte. Then I'm like, oh, wait, I can't do this. Yeah. So the flavors are a little harder for me than they used to be. Gotcha. Leslie, what were you about to say? Sorry, oh, right. Right. no 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 it was my fault I like I could just have a latte no sugar just a latte and that would be fine for me and I just like the flavor of coffee so yes. that I'm the that, exact same way with good coffee yes exactly with yeah yeah it has to be really good coffee but I still have to have something. I either have to have sugar or milk. I don't have to have both. Right. But I do have to have one of those things. I can't drink it black. Yeah. Unless I want to have a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I definitely feel like the caffeine affects me. Like, sometimes I'll yeah. drink coffee and be like, I have to go run around this building five mm. times. Yeah. Which I yeah. think that's amazing. Because, and, and I'm very thankful for this, but caffeine doesn't do that to me. Like, I can have a cup of coffee before I go to bed. And oh, I'll still go to sleep. But which sometimes that's weird, too. It's weird. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, my goodness, I need to run a marathon. But then after dinner, because it's like a regular practice here, after dinner to have an espresso, 
And then that'll keep me awake just enough to come home. But then I'll, you know, get ready for bed and hop right in bed. No problem. So bizarre. Have you guys ever had seller palette before? Seller palette means that you become so immersed in your local style that you become blind to any faults or shortcomings. And then also you start to crave only that local style of wine. Oh, absolutely. I'm probably, yeah, I probably had that two weeks ago. <laughs> it's very easy to get. Oh, I I definitely think so. Mm. But I like that it has, I like the term seller palette better than just um, uh, basic. <laughs> you just okay. drink the same thing. So there's that. But yeah, you know, I drink reds from the Rome Valley. Like, you know, for a while that has been it. But now I am very conscious of that. And I'm like, okay, Tanisha, you have at least five other wines you could drink here. So why don't you try something else and um, do that? So, yeah. Yeah. When I worked at Black Ankle, I definitely only craved their reds. And even um, to a degree, they didn't have that many whites while I was there, but they're whites. And that's why I started to go to like all of those tastings so I could break out of that. And then sometimes if I went to a really good tasting, I would bring a bottle to the winery and share it with the staff. Like, hey, you know, taste this. This is from Portugal. This is from Spain, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, I really had to um, be intentional about breaking myself out of that because it was really easy to like sink into. Yeah, um, because it's like you get one thing and you like it, you know, why keep trying other things you like this? So you just try maybe variations of that. And um, you could look at it as, you know, not necessarily seller pilot, but more of seller exploration. And you're just exploring that one particular area. So I am very well versed in um, Southern Rome and um, probably Languedoc. I feel that. So I have a friend. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell this story. I know it's gonna get back to her, but it's fine. We're gonna help her. We're gonna help her. She is addicted to Kendall Jackson Chardonnay. Oh, you gotta send her. Name her. Name her. No, I'm not don't name her. I'm not I'm not gonna name her. Don't name her, but let's send help. Please. And I um I see her often and Every week she's drinking this bottle and it's multiple bottles of it. I was like, and last week I was like, suggested other things. Listen, I did at one point, but she's very, very busy and I get it. And she's not the type that's going to explore. So have you bought her other things? Here we are. This is the point, but this is where we're at now. Last week I said, I'm sorry, I got to say something. We've got to stop this. I, how I, I need to help you get away from this. It's just, and the only, I had to speak in her language. She makes a product, right? Mm -hmm. She makes a really good product that you put on your skin. And I said, this is like me. You drinking the Kendall Jackson week after week is like me going to Bath and Body Works and layering my skin with this mass produced, just not great quality product mm-hmm. and I was like it's the same thing the same thing and I was like there are so many great Chardonnays and we're gonna find you one we're gonna find you one and we're gonna find you different types mm-hmm. of Chardonnays you can have options so my <laughs> my plan is to sift through um Leslie's wine club and just order bottles of Chardonnay 
and I'm going to, you know, she's going to come to my house and we're going to taste through some different Chardonnays. And, and the thing is, the thing is when you're tasting wine, like people don't realize, of course, you know, wine is leisure, wine is fun is all and all those things, but you do have to pay attention. Yeah. Um, you do have to focus. So I don't, I, you know, hopefully she's in a good mood because that matters too. Um, anyway, but that, that's my plan to help her move away okay. from, from that. Yeah. Type. I feel like you have to focus before you can have the leisurely moment. Um, this is because true. it has to be something that you, uh, enjoy. Like if it's right. something bad, like mm, I can't have a leisurely moment with that. Yeah. I've tried. And, yeah. Uh, mm, it hasn't worked. And I think that's what that's what it's good and bad at wineries because they create this beautiful experience for you and sometimes it can fool you to think that that's actually great wine but you take it home and it's shit it happens sometimes it happens a lot like you be so caught up in the moment like oh this place is great yeah the scenery it smells nice it's comfortable Mm -hmm. you're a little tipsy and then (laughs) and then and then Ooh, child. I like are, are you guys intentional about like tasting different wines um if you are like what do you do I'm at a bunch of tasting so I don't sign up for classes because you know it's me uh but I'm always at uh I'm at tastings very very often so I um consciously taste when I'm at those and find new things um when it comes to wine, and you all know this, it's hard to uh, find the same producer over and over again. So I largely pay attention to regions. And um, I focus on that a lot. That's how it tastes. I would say before we had the store, I would um, I would, I would, would go to different tastings or just get different things at the wine store mm-hmm. and say, oh, yeah, I'm gonna focus on this region <clears throat> to compare and contrast what um what I was tasting before, so I wouldn't just think that you know um this certain style was the prevailing style for that particular varietal. But now, like Tanisha, I have to taste different things, like a you know to keep variety in the wine club. Which is, mm. you know, it's my excuse to be like, oh, all right, well, we're going to try Spain this time. Thanks. So, yeah, it's the hazard of the job. Oh, well. Yeah, and it's, um, it, it can be challenging for me, especially during the pandemic. Um, I felt like I was really missing um, the tasting experience. So I signed up for, you know, master classes. We're invited to different tastings now that the world is um, open quite a bit now so the tastings are happening you know the distributors are traveling now the producers are traveling so it's really nice to go to wine dinners and talk to people about the wine and you know just talk amongst yourselves about what the wine is giving you the flavors and the notes and that kind of thing I really learned from that environment in-store tastings are happening once again so yeah that's how I that's how I intentionally taste things. My last, um, oh, the last event was the Uruguay. The Uruguay tasting was really nice. Oh. Yeah. Their wines were great. They, and do, I had some, a, they do some good work. They do. They do. Yeah. If someone's listening and they are trying to develop their palate, uh, give us one, give them one thing that you suggest. 
Um, I think what we just said, like tasting more consciously, like not just picking something up and just drinking it and, you know, going on with it, like being very um, uh, methodical and strategic uh, about it, being concentrating on it. I mean, you don't have to concentrate on the whole bottle, the whole glass, but, you know, your first few sips, what do you notice about it? What do you enjoy about it? Um, What do you wish was different? Um, Where does it hit in your mouth, on your tongue? How does it feel in your mouth? Is it heavy? Is it light? Is it tangy? Um, After you swallow it, is it, do you still taste it for a few seconds after? Does it make you salivate? You know, think like of those kind of things. I would say um, 100% agree with Tanisha. And I would also say to try it with, um, try one bottle with several, different types of food mm. so you can you can see how food reacts to it how your palate reacts to when you're trying it with with um spicy food uh foods with citrus in it so you get an idea of how that wine is reacting um i agree with with both of you and also when you take that bottle home um have the space and opportunity to pay attention to it. If your kids are running around the house, the dog is barking. Um, even if you're having a girl's night and everybody's talking about how the man ain't shit, you might not taste the wine. So like yeah, be cognizant of be cognizant of your environment when yeah. you bring that bottle home. Like Leslie said, get you some nice food, either you're going to cook or you're going to order something great, but just be intentional about how you taste. All right. So we have some closeout questions and they're for all of us. All right, here we go. And they're, are they all about food? Uh, yes, they are. All right, here we are. Favorite sushi roll. Um, I don't know the name of it, but I like the crunchy ones when they have a little, um, either like it's tempura inside of it oh. or they have the crunchy on the outside. Gotcha. I, I don't know the name of it, um, but it has the real crab meat inside and then on the outside it's wrapped in salmon. So oh, I've never had that before. God, it is like, it's it's called like the the king something, whatever. Okay. Delicious, yeah. Okay. Um, I am pretty basic, but I love those two that you t- you guys describe. But I love the Philadelphia roll. It has the cream cheese and the salmon. Yeah, it. yeah, I love that one. Okay, what goes on your toast? Butter and jam. What kind of jam? Just y'all got strawberry jam there? I feel like it's like fig jam or something fancy. It's like fig and like okay. you know orange marmalade and like raspberry. Okay. But in the States, I like a Smucker's mixed fruit. It'll do it for me. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't eat toast. I feel like you was about to say that. I felt it. Yeah. And it also the way she said, it's like, oh, I don't eat toast. <laughs> like, just the time. I don't eat toast. Wait. So, what do you eat on the side of your omelet? Like, English muffin? Right. A biscuit with half a croissant? You from New Orleans. I know you eat a biscuit. Just the omelet. I don't like I don't like biscuits often because they're always so dry, you know. 
Okay. Because if you don't I, put butter and jam on them. What is wrong with them? <laughs> no, they just dry. They just they dry. can be. But if um if I was to have something, I would have an English muffin and definitely have butter. Okay. That's the piece of bread that I'm not gonna reach for. Bro, all you don't like English muffins. muffins. I'm not having bread. <laughs> well then I will have your English muffins. You can have that. It's yours. I got this thing about bread on the sides of things, right? I, it has to be, I, I can tell, I eat the bread first. I will bite the bread first and that'll tell me if the rest of the meal is going to be good or not based on the quality of the bread. Mm-hmm. So I will, so I will eat the bread. Um, Tanisha has spoiled me with butter. So I only buy <laughs> high quality butter. No more margarine or. I it can't makes it. such a huge difference. <laughs> It does. Get rid of that margarine. Yeah. Get, no. That that's mm. just fake stuff that we no. got. No, no. Yeah, I almost can't eat a meal if it doesn't have like some form of bread on the side. Like uh-huh. that. Okay. Forget like putting salt on everything. That's gonna be the death of me. <laughs> but um, what goes on my bread? Uh, it depends on my mood. If it's in the morning, I will have um butter, a little agave, and cinnamon. Um, or a little agave, uh, me or honey, whatever I have. No one is surprised. This is you we talking about, right? Um, <laughs> sometimes I'm in the mood for jam. Uh, sometimes I'm not. Most of the time I'm not. Just butter and a little agave, a little cinnamon. That's all. Okay, so this has been a debate in the black culture all over these different podcasts and on social media. Uh-oh. How do you feel about the Cheesecake Factory? I didn't know it was a debate. What's the debate? <laughs> well, okay. The debate is the Cheesecake Factory is trash. Um, but everybody was on it for so long. And so you get clown now if you know you say you go to if the you Cheesecake like it, Factory. Well, yeah, clown if you like it. Because I still like it. I mean, I like other things too. But for right. me now, the Cheesecake Factory is more nostalgic because that's where mm. me and my friends used to go. Mm-hmm. Um, like when we would come home from college, like that's where we will always have our um, meetup. Um, we go to the Cheesecake Factory and, um, you know, we catch up or whatever and then go back off to our respective universities and live our lives because, you know, we didn't have text messaging and all this other right, stuff to keep right. people uh, connected today. So we would see each other. We would come home for a holiday or a spring break or something like that. We would go to the Cheesecake Factory. Um, of course, I haven't been there in years, but uh, the idea of a 40-page menu complete with all the um, every dish you can imagine and all the flavors and all these cheesecakes, um, I'm here for it. Black people be real funny. I guess since we got money now, like we can't go to cheesecake. <laughs> like we have. Oh my you know, god! Uh, yes, and I feel yes, like that's, that's what, what I was going to say. Bougie like, black y'all think that was fun dining back in the day. The cheesecake factory, and now mm-hmm. they too good to go to the cheesecake factory. Yeah, because now they want to be at um, what's the Italian place that does family style? Well, Maggiano's. Yes, like they want to do Girl. like Ma- Maggiano's. It used to be Cheesecake Factory. Um, Ruth, Chris, McCormick, and Schmicks, like all those were together. Like now we yeah. beyond that, and we um, I mean, what? Like where are people eating? I guess maybe not chain places. It's like oh, some new little cute 
bistro or when i hear black people talk about stuff i just hear them talk about brunch so if it's mm. not brunch then i guess they not eating it so Listen, whatever oh. I don't know what y'all be doing over there. Let me tell you something. That cheese cake factory brown bread any day. Listen, any that goes day. Hard. Any day. Oh, I'm saying. What I just tell y'all, the quality of the bread is what I tell you. Listen, y'all gonna make me come back to the States and go to the cheesecake factory. Oh my did y'all have like a go-to meal? Bang bang chicken and shrimp. Oh, I, I, I can't recall. Or the barbecue chicken salad. Because that chicken salad was massive. And they had just enough barbecue sauce on it. It wasn't like overly done. Yeah. Just the flavors. And then it wasn't soggy. It had some crunch. Yeah, those were my two. Um, I've had several that I used to rotate. But when they got miso salmon, I thought they were getting fancy. And I was like, oh, I'm fancy too. And um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got miso salmon. The bang bang chicken and shrimp was, yeah, was my jam for years. For years. Yeah, they also make and then a they good had a burger. Tex-Mex egg roll or oh, those are good. Something like that. Those are great. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are mm-hmm. And that's what the cheesecake. I would get a different one every time, so okay. I would just rotate through the whole menu. Again, with me being a plain Jane, I get a plain cheesecake. Oh my god! Yeah, um, there was just so much. I know. I don't need it. I didn't need it. Oh. I would eat mine in multiple seatings. Like mm-hmm. it's, I would get it. I will always get it to go, and I would eat a couple bites right there in the restaurant from the to go container, and then I would eat on that cheesy for like the next two days. I would take a bite every time I open the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, "That's your little treat." Like, no lie, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's a cheesecake in this house is a problem. Yeah, it's an absolute problem. Now I want cheesecake. Mm. Exactly. I'm gonna find me a little cheesecake. I'm gonna find me a thing. They now actually I can find Philadelphia cream cheese in a lot of places. So oh, how nice! Do y'all know yeah. they sell um juniors in the frozen section of grocery stores now? Have y'all had juniors cheesecake in New York? No, I did a long time ago. I don't remember don't being know. like, oh my god, I'm blown away. It's um, it's, Is that it's the more dense. Cheesecake? Yes, yeah, it's so good. It's so so good. Oh my goodness! If I had to choose between the two, oof, um, I don't know. I don't want to upset people because I know this is a thing. Um, <laughs> it's really good. It's really good cheesecake, though. Um, what I'm on now that um I had recently, and I don't think it's just a here thing, but cheesecake made from goat cheese. <gasps> Shut your yeah. mouth! Shut your yeah, mouth! With, and they'll put like honey on top of it, girl. And I yeah. tell you, that stuff is delicious, but still with like the same like graham cracker, what? like spicy crumbs. Listen, that's I'm Googling Ooh. that when we get off this because I'm I need yeah. to find that. <laughs> now I've had goat cheese ice cream, which is spectacular. But goat cheese yeah. and a cheesecake, that sounds perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That yeah. sounds perfect. Yeah. And it's smooth and soft but not crumbly. Mm. Oh my goodness. Oh, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh what do you order on your pizza? What toppings? I want the supreme pizza with like all the toppings and some green pepper so I can feel like I have a vegetable. Okay. <laughs> like the, you know, like the green pepper, onion, uh, shredded meat, pepperoni, ham, black olive. Like I want the the supreme loaded joint. Okay. Or vegetarian and then I'll add one meat to it. 
Mm. Vegetarian, as in no cheese? Oh, no. I was about to say. But they'll have like, no, they'll have like a veggie pizza or like a veggie lover's pizza. And then I'll just be like, can I have a meat on that? Oh, that's what you mean. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Because if you say um, vegetarian here, they don't, um, (laughs) I think you mean no cheese. What? Oh, vegan. When you say vegan. Yeah. Mm hmm. Don't eat pizza if that's the case. Like that's not for you. That's not pizza. That's just yeah. like great. You yeah, you made a sandwich. True. I'm having most of the meats and mushrooms and black olives on there. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like black olives but on you my know pizza. Oh, sorry. No. Um, recently, you know, Wegmans makes pizzas mm-hmm. to go. Yes. And I had their mushroom truffle pizza. Oh my God, that was some kind of good. I can see that being delicious. That sounds delicious. It is. It's it's a white sauce. They do a white sauce. Okay. White sauce is also fire pizza. Yes, it. Yes, it is. It's a few pizzas here. They'll do like that with um the white sauce, cheese, ham. They'll do like this nice ham, and um raquette, which is um the lettuce arugula and then they'll have that on top and then they'll have like an egg in the middle mm. oh that oh yeah that it really is good. delicious and then sometimes they'll do burrata um, oh wait a minute like now. On the pizza as well yeah on the pizza? Oh, I love that. Mm-hmm. Yep. oh that sounds awesome um guess I'm i gotta have pizza tomorrow yeah. y'all don't talk to that Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm pretty plain when it comes to pizza, also, but mushroom and green pizza peppers. Cheese. Mushroom. Oh, pe- I thought what she was you gonna say? say just cheese. I thought she was gonna say like I just like a margarita pizza no. with tomato, oh, cheese, no. and basil. Nah, even though that's very good. Um, mushrooms and green peppers is always my jam. And oh, yeah, and sometimes a little pizza. spinach because I like how the spinach gets crispy when they put it in the oven. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I like a little leafy green on the pizza. Yeah. With spinach. Yeah. Or um, when they do the arugula here, I'm like, I like that. It's yeah, nice. it's good. I it just don't a like different texture. You don't like broccoli on the pizza? On the pizza? Oh yeah, I do not. Like yeah, I mean it's not my go-to, but I'm not gonna turn that pizza down if right. it's handed. All right, last question: What is your favorite airport to have a long layover, um, and why? How about none? Because I hate long layovers. <laughs> yeah. So I have to say O'Hara because I always have to go and get my popcorn. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, that's perfect. I never even thought of that. Yeah, I have to to do that. Mm. And then, oh, and oh, wait a second. Hold on. (laughs) Houston. For what? IAB Airport. Because I got to go and get a, a meal at um, Papa Do's. I, I knew oh, I got to get Papa Do's. I got to get me a Papa Do's meal. So, yeah, I am willing to stay in the Houston airport for a minute. Okay. Tanisha, is your answer still none of them? Um, so, I'm going to say Istanbul because they have a Popeye's. Wow. I was not expecting that answer. <laughs> I 
haven't had a layover in an American airport in a while because even when okay. I fly and have to lay over here, I do. I have my layovers in Europe. Like I said, I'll have my layovers in Europe so I can just go through customs when I get home instead of trying to get through customs in like New York or Atlanta mm. or whatever. It's just easier to go through customs and then leave the whole airport and mm. be done with it. Okay. So yeah, I'll lay over here in um, Germany or Copenhagen or London is the worst. Um, London is the like worst? Uh, yeah. Mm. Why? Um, It's chaotic. Okay. That's it's enough. chaotic. Yeah, I can imagine. What about you, Sarita? Do you have um, a preference? You know, I don't travel as much as you guys, but... In my time, I would say I had a banging time at in Switzerland. They had a Ooh, really okay. they had a really cool wine bar, and we had a great breakfast with waffles and sweet pastries and stuff. It was awesome. It was great. Nice. Yeah. So that's my fave. I love it. Yeah. Listen, I was so happy to see that Popeyes. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> Seven and a- Seven in the morning. I'm like, I like a two piece, please, with the biscuit. Thank you. <laughs> Did it taste? I had honey with that very much. Did it taste similar to the U.S.? Yes, the chicken did. The biscuit didn't. Okay. All right. Wow. Oh my goodness. Well, that is a wrap, ladies. This was a great conversation. Yay! Awesome. Thank great you. job. Oh. Um. Any um any thoughts, any events you need to share with the folks? Leslie, I know you've got some things going on. I saw your Michelle Obama post, so share with the yeah, folks. I'm so excited about it. So we have for um just in time for the holidays, we're doing a it's called a perfect evening with Michelle Obama. And it's her new book, um, a split of Stuyvesant uh champagne. And um, champagne popcorn, a nice little perfect package oh. for you to read the book and enjoy yourself. And we're doing a pre-sale because the book really doesn't come out until the fifteenth, so we're doing a pre-sale of it now. I love and it. And then we have the wine tasting with Eva Pimper this Friday from New Zealand. Wonderful! You are rock and rolling. Right. Tanisha, what about you? What you got going on? Um, just a couple trips to actually leave for um Italy Sunday to go to a conference. Um, and then uh, classes start next week as well. So uh, ramping up. Um, well, I mean ramping up, getting myself together for that. Did the syllabus and then realized that we now have some extra classes, so I have to create those. Um, and then I'm going to London mid-November for um, a movie premiere for this other podcast that I do, The Wine Hour. Um, one of the guys on there, they did a documentary about him and um, he's going to show it in London. I was like, oh, well, I'll come up for that. So I'll do a weekend in London and go see this um, movie premiere. Very nice. I know. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh. Well, yeah. Well, I've got nothing, but uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe you know next what? time I have something. <laughs> Girl, you just came back from Cancun. That's everything. this is true. This is true. I am. Yes, I am happy to chill. Absolutely. 
So thank you guys. And that is a wrap. Oh, thanks for joining this world suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Leave us five stars and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Buy Me Up. Glenn is at Vino Noir. Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha. Vino 301 is Leslie. And you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vine Me Up Media.